Hello, and welcome to Two Day Dream Believers Podcast. I am your host, Space Surfing 18, and this is the last of the all the other ghost podcasts that were that was done on the other podcast. Um, from here on out, it is gonna be just a regular TBD production, and you won't get my nice little intros anymore. Um, so uh, just a heads up though, um, it might be another week or two before we get this chapter five up, but then it should be kind of smooth sailing after that and it will be all good and we'll be doing the rest of ATOG and Gray on TBD. So look forward to, uh, sharing this stuff with you guys. And I am Pam. And I'm Bethany. And we're doing chapter four of all the other ghosts. Which is yay! We've been yay. we've been having a lot of fun doing this, and people seem to be really responding positively. Which is yeah, cool. I'm excited. It's yeah, it's got a great um, response, and people seem to like it as much as we do. So that's always yay. good. Um, I'm really gonna recommend if you have any interest in the Marvel universe, um, we do MCU with RB or the alternate with that and check it out. Um, it's not getting as much love as all the other ghosts. And I know this is the Glee fan base that's listening to this one, but you know, if you, you or even somebody, you know, who likes it or I don't know, just help us out and reblog what you can. We'd really appreciate it. So, um, so yeah, the cool thing, we're going to do a new segment today, which I'm kind of excited about. um, I am too. Yeah. Listener emails. You guys send us some stuff in, um, which is really cool, and we're going to do that. So, um, The first one I'm going to read is an anonymous uh, comment, and um, this one was kind of, I didn't get the first half, or I didn't get the second half of the email, so I asked you, you again to send it, and you resend it a little bit, um, but this is what you kind of mentioned, Mr. Anon- Mr. Nani, I'll call you Mr. Nani. <laughs> um, right. Uh, this is kind of, uh, I don't, I think it was the first or second one, uh, that we were talking about ages and, um, it says, uh, something about, uh, I've mentioned something about how I've always imagined Kurt and all the other ghosts. Oh, in their original message, they mentioned that, um, Kurt is 23 and Blaine is 22. And I think we were having them a little bit older when we were thinking about it, but we were, but in this chapter i actually noticed this today kurt mm-hmm. actually says i'm 23 years old right okay um so nani says something i about uh, how i always imagined kurt and all the other ghosts looking like late season four kurt when chris was actually 23 and blaine looking like season two blaine when darren was actually 22 um so there, there's a second part we'll, we'll answer in a second but that first part yeah so it's interesting to think about like what you think about in your heads because mm-hmm. I do kind of see season four Kurt too. I, I think of a very, very thin, like Chris is naturally a little bit bigger and I don't mean fat and I don't mean like what I don't mean like in a bad way. I just mean that, you know, his natural frame and you know, his works out is just bigger. Right. And the thinnest he ever was, was in season four and that kind of gaunt, look that season four had with Kurt, I kind of, I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, I, I would agree. Uh, I actually usually picture typically when I'm reading fan fiction, I usually picture season four, season five, Kurt, um, even if it's, you know, much later in the future, that's just yeah. where my brain usually puts him. Um, as far as fic goes is usually, Late season four, early season, and into season five. Um, I will admit with Blaine, um, thick Blaine for me always is a little like a cartoonish. Like it's not always Mister Hair Gel that we get no. like, in later season. It is earlier seasons Blaine, season two Blaine a little bit more. Um, well, I am of the mindset that i think he looks older in season two than he does in season he does. four he does a little Three bit four. Just, um yeah when you get to seasons five and six you can't hide the fact that he's like an adult so. right <laughs> he's a grown-up he is an adult but um yeah it, he just seems a little bit older but um 
yeah, I can see that like when Darren was 22, like those pictures of like, if you ever see any BTS shots of Darren just being Darren, I have a tendency. I know, please don't get on me about like the plane needs to be hair gelled. It's my imagination. I can think whatever I want. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have like other like head cannons about, you know, what you see when you read these fics, um, Colin, uh, Colin, because yeah, we're a radio show. Give us, <laughs> give us a call. <laughs> we'll answer it on air. <laughs> In our sexy radio voices. <laughs> uh, message us. Um, the other thing that they wrote was, um, they would also lovely, uh, love to submit for discussion. Um, I guess I don't have a submit button up right now. I will look into getting that fixed or looking into that getting a little bit clearer so you guys can find our box a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we also have a Gmail. Uh, clearly, I'm, I'm a great host because I don't remember what it is. But uh, <laughs> I can, you guys can email us, too, if you really want to. Um, but, you know, for right now, it's from there. Oh, and Bethany, maybe you should talk about the Twitter Oh, yes. The Twitter. Um, the Twitter is up and going. You will. I am very pithy and funny and you should follow us. Um, but I have, have, of course, also forgotten what it is. So hang on. <laughs> let me bring it up. <laughs> Bear with me. Here we go. And it is going a little slower. Uh, the Twitter is actually behind us. So they uh, it updates about every two days a new... Um, a new uh, a new podcast, sorry, and uh, until it catches up with us, and then we'll be um, on the same thing. It is at podcast SBC, um, so you should totally follow us there for all of my hilarious gifts and the um, tweets of the podcast. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start um, following some more people, and maybe we can have some discussions on there too, which we will also talk about on on the air on in podcast. our sex radio voices (laughs) but um i'd love to get some conversations going there too so yeah at podcast sbc um come come play with us come talk to us yeah we're all really friendly um if there's any other social media platforms you really would like to chat with us on let us know um we can try and get something going i i don't think like uh, we're not going to start a Facebook page. That's just silly. Um, not, well, never say never, but anytime in the foreseeable future. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I do Instagram. I have no idea how to run an Instagram account, but if that's the thing you guys are on, maybe I could try doing that. Um, we can definitely give it a, well, this can be cut out. Sorry, but it's, what would we Instagram pictures of ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> like we're doing this podcast. I don't we're know. This I would figure it out. Here's me at home. <laughs> Uh, people do that I have to figure out how my some of my podcasts yeah. do it because I do have but I mean it's okay like hey you can post you can connect a link to it yeah, and say true. we're doing this and we, okay anyway yes. um and then eventually we are going to get on iTunes I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do for cover art um but we will be there so that you can just subscribe to us and listen to all the podcasts and not yeah. have to worry about SoundCloud so much um but yeah, definitely drop us a line there and I will see if I can get things cleared up. Um, I will say eventually the podcast will be on Sunday nights. Um, right now in December, it's going to be a little slow because of holidays. Mm-hmm. But once we get to the new year, we'll probably, we, we will try to get this on consistently um, the same night. So, okay. So we have two more. Um, somewhere only I know. Uh, asks or says in regards to the podcast first chapter three i can provide some insight into the old school fandom labels slash would generally refer to any couple that was a homo of homosexual nature but more commonly ff uh or female female slash ship or fic was referred to as fem slash and yes i think i do remember that um so i I I wish i remembered that conversation but yeah i think i knew that at one time but i don't i didn't remember that that was what that was yeah but it's interesting because we've, we've come to a long way we don't really use those terms anymore it's no, just we, really we ship it or you know this is the ship but it's not we don't designate what it is so much even more i mean we don't even designate like you know if it's harry and the giant squid no. it's just harry and the giant squid i mean we're not talking right. like bestiality or whatever so (laughs) (laughs) or any of those old school fanfic.com or net uh fanfic.net 
you know, phrases. So, right. Okay. Well, thank you though for letting us know. We appreciate that. Okay. And then we have kind of a two parter from HK Voyage. And they write, I just discovered this blog. I like the idea of a book club to read some clean fix. I'm probably the only person in fandom who hasn't read all the other ghosts. So this is, this could spur me to read the fic. Um, that's great. I don't think you're the only one. I think there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not going to read that based on just stubbornness. But that's kind of exciting that you are. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, should I be reading a chapter, then listening to the discussion, or should I read the entire story, then reread in this particular chapter? I am going to recommend, because um, your next question is, are there spoilers included in the discussion? While we try to remain focused on the chapter where we are at, um, there will probably be mild spoilers for mm-hmm. the whole thing. Not to mention, it's going to take us, you know, like... 60 weeks just to finish all the other ghosts because we're alternating so you like if you get into it i would read the whole thing and really just enjoy the fic the first time Mm -hmm. through and then come back and discuss because the we're we're not we're going a little too slow i think for new readers i think i mean if you like reading fix that slowly go for it um and we will try not to be super spoilerly spoiler spoilerly gosh we will try, but it is hard whenever we are talking about overall themes and that kind of thing. So we'll definitely mm-hmm. give it a shot, but I def- I would agree. I would definitely, especially, you know, we've all had that night where you're like, just one more chapter. Just do the other chapter, yeah. honey. Just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. This is one of those fics where I think that it blends itself. You can read five or six all in one sitting, and, yeah, and you just want to sure. keep going. For so. sure. Um, but do your own pace. I mean, uh, but for our purposes, you know, I recommend reading the whole thing and then coming back and rereading the chapter and then get, jump in and talk about the chapter. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah. How frequently will you posting the discussions? Um, yes. So it is every other week. Um, we do alternate the podcast with our MCU conversation that we have with RB. Um, and, uh, like I said, it will be on Sunday nights once January starts right now. I'm just going to put them up whenever I can. But um, in January, we're going to try to do Sunday nights. So, um, okay. And then her final part of the stuff is, uh, do you think that Rainjoy would agree to be interviewed? Um, I've never I've never spoken to Rainjoy. I, let me put it this way. I'm of the mind. If she, I don't even know if it's a she specifically, if they want to come on, and do an interview, I would be more than happy. They're more than welcome to come on at any point and discuss the fic. Um, that said, this is like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like whenever you're discussing somebody's work and you are discussing the gamut of things you really love to things you didn't like so much, it can be a little tricky. And I, I don't mm-hmm. want her to feel like, I don't know. It's just a little weird, bit of weird thing. So I'm, I probably will not reach out to her. Or them, or whoever, or, you know, won't uh, reach out to Rainjoy, but they're more than welcome to come on the podcast if they wanted to. So, correct. I don't even know if Rainjoy even thinks about Glee anymore. I, it's been a while since mm-hmm. they've written anything for the pot for the fandom. So, um, who knows? But, um, yeah, if you, I mean, and if there are people out there who do speak to Rainjoy or know who they are and want to tell them, I, there's no problem with them letting them know that the podcast exists. Um, and that we are enjoying and appreciating their fic. So correct. Yep. Okay. And then the last question: Is there any way to download the file from SoundCloud? Yes. If you go to SoundCloud, I, I do enable the downloading. You should be able to download it. There's a there should be when you go on the track a way to download it. Um, I think you have to be signed in. I think you have to have a SoundCloud oh. account. Um, but, but you can have one. Yeah, I was gonna say you can have one free, but you're not posting anything. So, um, or do you have to? Do you have to pay for it if you're posting things? I don't know. No, you don't. Mm. Well, anyway, yeah. yes, we, the accounts are free, and as long as you're signed in, you should be able to. Because I'm signed in, and it said there's a little download button. Yeah, there's a little download button. So, get yourself a SoundCloud account and just sign in. And it's a free account, and you can listen to any of the tr- or download any of the tracks. It's not a problem. Um, like I said, I will be getting on iTunes eventually, so then you can just 
took up to your Apple products, or I'm sure Samsung, you can still listen to podcasts. <laughs> you for my, yes. I don't know. Obviously, you clearly, can. I'm like, <laughs> I am on the you ball can. with this technology. Um, you got it. You got it. You so. got it. Okay. That said, um, again, if you have any more questions, if you have, I want to like get into discussions. If you want to argue with us as long as it's friendly. Um, feel free to get on and send us messages and we will try and answer because we have a lot of fun discussing it with each other. There's not any reason why we wouldn't have fun discussing that with you too. Correct. Okay. So let's talk about chapter four. So we open kind of where, okay. So if we, oh, I didn't do it previously on all the other ghosts. Okay. Previously on all the other ghosts, we have Kurt, who is the ghost of New York, who can go intangible, and he's fighting crime pretty much all on his own. Um, And then we have Blaine, who just moved to New York, and he can make little shields, and he is a really huge big fan of the ghost, which is why he's moved to New York. And he kind of wants to get into superheroing, too. And they've already had a run-in with, like, the evil... I guess he's not necessarily evil, but uh, the villain, uh, Pugzilla... And mm-hmm. that is how they've kind of ran into each other accidentally. Kurt finds out that there are there's somebody in the world who is making supervillains, and Puxilla had been turned into a supervillain. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. This chapter starts off with kind of from jumping off from where se- season three, God, chapter three ended, and where um, Kurt and Blaine literally ran into each other walking down As- the corner. Right, as Kurt and Blaine. As Kurt and Blaine, yeah, not as Ghost and, and um, he doesn't have a name yet. But He does not have a name yet. As Ghost and <laughs> Blaine, no name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he so, <laughs> he does it, but it's really funny. It's really funny. Okay, I think this is the first time we get Kurt's point of view to open up the chapter. Because the last three have been Blaine's, and then this is all this first section is all in Kurt's point of view. Correct. Yes. Um, so, okay. Um, we open up and they're having coffee and Kurt is kind of like, he's scared. He's, mm-hmm. you know, this is the first time anyone other than, and then Finn, Knows his alter uh, ego. Knows that he is the ghost. He doesn't really knows know him, anything. But... Knows him okay. as Kurt and the ghost. Because there are people who know him as the ghost, but don't know him as Kurt. And then people who know him as Kurt and not the ghost. Mm-hmm. But this is, besides Finn and his dad, of course, this is the first person that knows him as Kurt and the ghost. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Blaine is really excited because... He, you know, loves the ghost. I mean, just in that fandomy way, mm-hmm. and really excited to see him in person, and is just really overeager. And the man, the tones of this particular scene drive me crazy. But anyway, <laughs> it also you said that it's from Kurt's point of view, but it's almost not really from either of their point of views or from both. Like, sometimes you're looking at it from Kurt's point of view, but also you're kind of looking at it from Blaine's point of view, too. It's a very... That's true. It's odd. It goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. It's because... And something to keep in mind, and this is why I'm not critical of this in the way I would be in, like, published ficket. I give up. I'm done. (laughs) I quit as a podcaster. (laughs) That's it, folks. Have a good night. This is why I'm not too critical of it in um, as I would be in published fiction. Um, normally, if you had a scene, you would not change the point of view because then it's confusing to the readers. But, you know, it's fan fiction. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, Who cares? Do whatever you want. So, um, so, yeah, it is a little bit back and forth. Um, for the most part, Blaine really would like Kurt to trust him. Yes. And, and from Blaine's point of view, he's just like you know, you're doing this on your own and you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, there is one line that I really like that Blaine says. Because Blaine's like, I want you to trust me. And Kurt's like, I can't trust anybody. And Blaine says, doesn't that get lonely? Yes. And that is kind of a linchpin mm-hmm. moment because, you know, later on in this chapter, we'll talk about a little more that, yeah, it does. Like, it's very lonely. Ugh. This is something that's common throughout the fic 
and it's actually common in a lot of fiction and it's something that I have an issue with, but it might just be me. So Kurt is, Kurt is very wary of Blaine, Blaine having anything to do with this. And that's fine. He can do that. That's not a problem with that. Um, but it kind of takes away from the fact like Blaine feels like he needs to do it because he has these powers or whatever. And like, it's like that reason isn't good enough, but yet it's the same reason that Kurt does it. I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's something that come up came, comes up in this chapter. It comes up in other chapters and comes up later in this chapter as well. It's a very human thing to do. Um, to not be able to, it's like almost like you can't see past your own issues. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think you know, and some of it, I will say, and then this is where you have to kind of let go of canon a little bit. Yes. Um, when we get to the backstory of what Kurt, what Kurt's backstory is in this one, he is God. I hate to use the word damage, but there, he's gone through a lot more trauma. Uh-huh. Than Canon Kurt has, which if you can believe, because Canon Kurt's had his own trauma, but um, and that has kind of pushed him into you know he's more and more isolating himself, and metaphorically I mean, or allegorical, is that even a word? Did I make that up? Al- she's I think doing it's allegorically. Okay, um, she's doing it on purpose to because the ghost's powers are to fade away, and she's trying to represent Kurt as as Kurt fading away from his own life, and Blaine is the one who is going to pull him back from that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, he is he's a lot more defensive and a lot more like I am alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. And he's ra- he's like not being rational a lot of sometimes sometimes i mean sometimes he really is but other times he's not um now on the other hand blaine's earnestness this is okay i'm just gonna we're gonna get into this just a little bit um again a lot of things i love about rejoin in fact there's some stuff even in this chapter that i really love but sometimes when you play kurt's defensiveness off of blaine's eagerness it comes off as a little creepy Mm-hmm. Um, his like trust me, trust me, trust me sounds a little too nice guy TM to me. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not supposed to be. Uh, at least I, you know, I kind of put that aside. That's Raiden Joy's style. That's the way she's trying to build us up. And I don't. I try not to look at Blaine that way through those kind of lenses because I think what Raiden Joy is trying to say. It, it's just that repetitive nature, like I mentioned in some of the other podcasts, it, it gets, because it's a repetitive nature, um, it, it feels like too much, but that's just her style. That's the way right. she writes it. So, Right. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to add to that other than what you just said. Um, yeah, yeah, because I don't want to go into everything, so. Yeah. <laughs> um what that Blaine does do at the end though, he puts his information down on uh, like a, as a full disclosure, like here's my right. blog, here's like I you can this is you know all about me, you can know more about me, um, in an effort to try and get Kurt to trust him. Mm-hmm. And um you know, so um the other ones, oh go ahead. I was just going to say, and he kind of give. he also gives them an out. There's yeah. an out there. It's like, I'm give. this is how you can find me, but I have no way of finding you. Exactly. So here is this. You can look up what people are, ta- are saying about you. You know, there's good, lots and lots and lots of good in there with the quote unquote creepy. And that's a word yeah. that he uses, not the word I'm using. Um, and... If you want to contact me, I'm ready and willing to be there for you. But if you never contact me, then you'll never see me again. Yep. But he also says, is it this part that he says, I'm also going to just go out there and do that. And if we've run into each other, fine. Yes. That's uh, I don't think this is yeah. this one. I think that's when they're on later on. No. 
Yeah, I'm, it's, I'll never come looking for you again, but I will oh, be out there looking for trouble too. So don't blame me if we bump into each other one night, which I, I'm glad for Blaine that he has that little moment saying, look, fine, you don't want to deal with me. That's, I, I will deal with that, but it's not going to stop me from trying to be a person who helps other people, which I like for Blaine's character. So, right. Um, the other thing I want to say is that scattered and it's, a little bit too fleeting, but it is in there. There are a couple times when Kurt notices Blaine's physicality and notices yes. that he's like, very good looking. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're tiny signs, not enough to really satisfy me. Sorry. Um, but um, little moments that show that Kurt, under normal circumstances, would find Blaine just, you know, incredibly attractive and yes. is fascinated by him. Um, unfortunately, there's just all this other you know, baggage mm-hmm. that's there first. He so. does make a comment later that I do appreciate. He calls him handsome. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that's helpful, but I, I definitely agree with you. There's, I wish there was more mm-hmm. and just leave yeah. it at that. Yep. So, okay. So, um, yeah, it's kind of funny cause there's like two pages long and not really a whole four pages long and not a whole lot happens. No, nope. <laughs> just this conversation. Okay. <laughs> um, so then we get Kurt returning to his apartment mm-hmm. and, um, he kind of just like even ignores, you know, Rachel runs into his room and this is like Kurt going into panic mode. He's like, I'm gonna, um, you know, just pack my bags and get out and you no know, change my name and nobody's going to know who I am. And his, Finally, like his logical brain catches up to him and says, you know, this is insane. You cannot spend the rest of your life running. Right. And I'm glad there's that. Yes. Um, And then, there, you know, this is the first, this kind of stuff, because this happens again, we'll talk more about it as it continues. But he has this little dialogue and with his head where he's like, you know. He's got warm eyes and a nice smile. And no, you've just, you know, you you just, a guy smile at you. No one's smiled like, uh, like that at you. So you're just, and then so it's just like this dialogue in his head. It's almost like Kurt's gone schizophrenic. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, but the biggest thing is like, he's, you know, he just feels so tired. Yes. And he's snapped and he is just, you know, he, it's, Yeah. He he also says, you know, if it's over, it's already over. Like, it doesn't right. matter. Like, I can't change anything at this point, so I might as well just lean into it almost. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Um, Blaine gets home, and he decides, oh, yeah, because Blaine learns, um, in the that first scene, Blaine learns Kurt's name for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, so he starts calling him Kurt instead of ghost. Um, and well, that is actually significant. We should point that out because at this point forward, Blaine is going to stop seeing Kurt as ghost as and like, yes, he's going to, the ghost has become Kurt yeah. for Blaine. It's mm-hmm. he's, and that's going to get more. It's going to become more and more real to him. Um, as as the story unfolds, but this is really the first taste of it. He's right. he still starts to say the ghost, and he's like, "No, Kurt." Well, yeah, and it's gonna get into this um, where Blaine and the fandom stuff is gonna end up becoming divorced. The more Blaine gets into being a superhero himself, right. which is an interesting kind of thing. Well, here he gets home, and he's like, "I'm gonna go reblog every nice thing about." Um, ghost so that when Kurt looks at it he can see he can trust me now there are a few things that I I like okay <sighs> just let it about, out right? girl just <laughs> let it out Blaine reblogs a just set of you know Kurt's dad ass that ass <laughs> it's not it's he doesn't okay. It says Blaine doesn't think it's the meme was creepy. He thinks it's cute, and uh, Kurt can hardly can hardly be unaware of quite how amazing his own ass is. Um, yeah, but don't but, do it. But don't <laughs> do it. Yeah, like, no. It's it's fine within the con. It's great within the context of fandom. Yeah, That's exactly. To stay, but don't. I mean, you wouldn't like. Don't like. Mm. 
Yes, we've all now seen Darren Chris's bare ass. Don't reblog it. But we're not going to like send him (laughs) pictures of it. Hey, look, somebody gift your butt. (laughs) It's weird. So, yeah, I I like the way, like the idea that Blaine is behind here, but it's kind of weird that she throws this in here because. For the most part, Blaine, I mean, after these initial, like I said, awkwardness between the two of them, it settles and they're fine. They'll have other issues, but none of this weird, creepy nonsense that we get at the beginning of this fix. So, (sighs) anyway. Meanwhile, Kurt gets home, or he was home before, but he decides to get on. And he starts looking at all of the things. And, you know... He kind of starts to have a breakdown because yeah. he has been living this life of by himself. And even the people that he is in, are in his life, like his dad and Rachel and Finn and et cetera, they're not really a part of his life. He kind of keeps them separate. Right. And to see how much he means to all of these people starts to be really overwhelming. So Right. Which it, I think it would be. I think that's... I can't even imagine like I they go he goes through and he's thinking about all of the sweet things that people have said like I hope the ghost finds a 20 um I hope he's eating properly and gets enough sleep like it's all these very sweet things that he didn't even know existed and Mm -hmm. it's like it's like a small little reward or or for all of his hard work and he's like hit a breaking point Exactly. Well, and and on top of that, you know, what does he do after that? He texts his dad, you know, uh-huh. to say I'm go- going to bed early, which is, you know, his dad is always worried about him. He texts, or he does write Blaine, which he says it's the bravest thing he's ever done. Right. <laughs> well, the bravest thing in a hell of a long time. He faces, uh, and he faces guns and knives on a daily basis he emails a guy he's only met twice telling him an an address basically Mm -hmm. which for kurt is a huge deal and then he goes to bed and that's a huge thing that's it you know he really what in the in the scene before this one with kurt you can tell he's just he's kind of having a mental breakdown yeah (laughs) he's pushed himself to the limit um he his body and his brain have reached capacity at this point exactly exactly so um so yeah and then all right so the next part um is um blaine's going out and um he's really excited i mean the address is a bar so he's like all right i'm gonna go meet kurt at a bar and and it goes and i i do like this a little bit of like you know Wait a minute, it's just the ghost. I shouldn't be thinking of it a card. I shouldn't be thinking of it as a date. It's just, you know, maybe he's getting a restraining <laughs> right. order on me. <laughs> he's here to serve me papers. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I it's an interesting little test. Um, it feels very comic booky. Um, where he goes in the bar and he's waiting and Kurt isn't there. Um, and he's like, crap, maybe this was just whatever. But then he realizes, wait a minute, Kurt wouldn't meet him at a bar. Like, what's going on? And he, he figures out that he's got to go to the roof. Um, so he uses his shields and goes up. Mm-hmm. So And they're slippery. They're slippery. Yeah, the, the shields, I don't, okay. So I don't put too much stock in what the shields can and can't do. Um, uh-huh. Because she changes it all the time. <laughs> like, I mean, and that is a staple of any comic book character's oh, powers. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, someday I will do a dissertation on the Scarlet Witch's powers and how they are whatever you want them to be. It's almost a joke. Like, what does the Scarlet Witch do? Um, whatever the plot needs it to. Right. So some people's are, you know, pretty, you know, like Wolverine has got those claws and he can heal and that's Wolverine. But like, you know, other people, I, she does change up the shields a little bit. And so I'm not too, I'm not a stickler for the details of, you know. Right. But he's going to get, you know, pretty good with climbing up and down and moving on them and using them to get from places to place. So that's not for a while. Right. So. Okay, um, so he goes up there, and he meets Kurt, and um, Kurt basically is like, why do you want to do that? Right. And then we get 
kind of some of Blaine's backstory. Correct. Yes. Kurt kind of fills in Blaine on why he does it, or like why he is questioning and why, you know, it's such a big deal for to let people in. Right. And he kind of goes in like, people want me dead. And I have to, like, think three steps ahead, and I basically have no personal life, Mm -hmm. and if I'm going to let you be in this world with me, and if you want me to trust you, I need to know what our reason is. And that's when we get Blaine talking about a little bit about his past. Um, um, And so we kind of get a lot, uh, something that's very similar to the main canon, uh, where Blaine talks about getting beat up at a Sadie Hawkins dance. And the changes, I believe he, like, is able to stop the guys with his shields. Right. Basically, he throws up shields and the guys can't touch him. Right. But they do beat the crap out of the other guy that was with him. And he feels guilty about that. And he wants to do pretty much everything that he can to to kind of make up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not as bad as, you know, watching your parents die and avenging them. But, you know, it it works for a a backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Well, if you you think about Blaine's character in canon and in, in this fic, too... That would kill him. He would feel awful about that. Oh, yeah. Like somebody who was hurt for, and, and like not at his expense, but like he should have been hurt too. Like there's a line and I can't find it right this second where he talks about, do you know how hard it is to take someone to the hospital and you look fine and they look like that? Like yes. That is very telling to Blaine's character inside and outside of canon. So yep. it's weird is that they beat the living shit out of him and I couldn't do anything. And yes. do you know what it's like taking someone to the emergency room when he's like that and you don't have a bruise on you? Yes. And, and yeah, and it, he he's and he says, Why is this the most shameful thing in his life that he didn't get beat up once? Um, but this, you know, this honesty and this this vulnerability is what makes ghosts start to trust him like it's no longer you know kurt's so scared that you know this guy is like another supervillain and out to you know who knows or you know maybe they finally whatever or who knows but then at this moment they have this connection of having been through the same kind of thing Mm -hmm. that and blaine says please help me please help me to help other people right so all right, so in the next section, then, he's the ghost kind of wants to see what the, the shields can do. Right. And so he starts to show off, and we get a little bit of discussion on what the shields can do. Um, we get the conversation on, like, you know, he tried to drive a car through one once. Um, <laughs> um, well, this is where it's changed a little bit, because originally, nothing can go through them, and then... I don't know if he, I don't know. There's, there's some discrepancy. I don't know if we get to some discrepancies, I'll point them out, but I'm pretty sure there are. But anyway, right now, um, right now he can, you know, um, he can like push them out very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, he can try, you can't drive a car through it. Um, he, it doesn't really tire him out all that well. Uh, I mean, like it it doesn't wear him down to do his powers. Right. Like Um, he can hold them up and it's not, it doesn't it drain, his drain him. Yeah, it doesn't drain his energy by holding them up. Yep. So, um, so what happens? I actually think this is a really interesting moment, and you can tell that Rainjoy, at least me, I know that you said you were confused by this a little bit, but to me, I'm like, this is so purposeful. She designed everything to do this, be this moment where. Blaine is like, I'm going to try something. And so he completely in- surrounds Kurt um, with the shields because Kurt, or, or so the ghost of it, he touches one. And he's uh-huh. like, um, and, you know, just thinking about it. And Blaine's like, oh, I wonder, like, in his head, like, I wonder if basically if Kurt can get through it because Kurt's supposed to be able to ghost through everything. And so he surrounds Kurt with the shields. Kurt can't get out. Uh huh. And that he panics. Yes. And so then he goes down and through the roof. I mean, and when you say panic, he panics. Like, mm. whew. Yeah. 
to the point that he goes invisible. He drops through the roof, jumps back out, takes mm-hmm. Blaine from behind, and nearly breaks his arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. It's a taser in his neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's it, the thing that I think is so interesting. It's intentional that Blaine's, um, I mean, both of their powers are purposefully written, but Blaine has these shields. Not only is he going to be the shield for Kurt, but, you know, it is also the one thing Ghost has always worked on. I can always escape if I need to. I can always run if I need to. And here's Blaine and his power saying, no, you have to be here and deal with this. Yes. It's a very... Um, I don't know the word I want, but it's very like this and that kind of a thing. Like, how do I want to say this? Like Blaine's, he's, well, Kurt says it. He's like, he says that you are, um, they could have made you just to get rid of me or they could have, they could have designed you to spec is what Mm -hmm. he says. Yep. Um, yeah, so I lo- yeah, I love that. I love that Ghost is like or Kurt is like um they you know, you are the mo- you are more the, the most dangerous person ever. Like you couldn't be more dangerous to me if you were de- designed for it. Right. And it's I I kind of like that. I kind of like that she purposely wrote this powers to be so they're complimentary but also that yeah, she could be the ultimate supervillain to blame. Yeah. Or to Kurt. Um, I also like that she throws in there um, that Kurt's like, you could deadly, earnest, funny, and handsome. And Blaine's like, you think I'm handsome? Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, really? And I like how he throws it off by saying it's disingenuous to pretend that you aren't aware of how you look. <laughs> right. And, but he's, but uh, Kurt is also blushing as he says that. Right. But the point is, you know, uh, uh, you know, Kurt's freaked out, and Blaine is like, "Seriously, do you think that I'm the best a supervillain could come up with?" And <laughs> Ghost is like, "Yeah, yeah, that's 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 kind of true." But then this is where you know we kind of get a wrap up of this little section, uh-huh. and he's like, "Look, you're gonna have to jump through some hoops, you know, take up boxing again, and don't try and con- you know, don't contact me." you know, don't do anything. I'm going to contact you mm-hmm. because Kurt needs some space. And that's the ultimate kind of test. Like, yes. correct. <laughs> I love that Blaine is like, just so you know, it's going to be a bitch climbing down with my arm yelling at me. And if yeah. I'm still on your side after this, then yeah, you can trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I, yeah. Despite the fact that Blaine sometimes comes up as creepy, I actually like Blaine yeah. in this a lot. I think his humor is still really there, and that's kind of yes, nice. So for sure. Um, this the next section is all Kurt's head, mm-hmm. and I actually really like this section because it's all it's a it's a complete dialogue um, between Kurt's the voices that Kurt was you know having before. He's like Blaine could basically be my ultimate villain and the ultimate yeah. thing. Like I they literally could have created him to be my nemesis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he already knows that there's someone creating supervillains. Like he mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah. But I don't think he actually believes that Blaine is that, but no, it's, it's still knee jerk pos- reaction. Yeah. It's like a, that, nugget of doubt that's in your brain always yep yep um i'm gonna read a little bit of this with this you know uh, you know and basically he's talking to himself and there's parentheses where his other voice is talking to him but he's like what if you trusted him he could put me in a cage i couldn't get out and i thought the fear would kill me on the spot what if you told him enough he doesn't need to know you? Not even your dad knows you. You can find a way. I can't face it again. I can't. It shivers like the sickness in the guts, in his guts. I can't face that again. I can't make myself face it again. What if you trusted him because you may die either way? But do you really want to die alone? What if he did it to me again? Someone in the city is making supers. What if his most elaborate lie in the world and he did that to me again? And don't you remember that, that website of his? There's more than that. I, I can die, but I don't want to be trapped. But his other voice is like, I, but do you want to die alone? Because you're going to. Right. And I just, everything about it. It's like, 
Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know what? I, I, again, he comes to the same kind of conclusion where, you know, it's, it's either you're going to die alone or you're going to have to let somebody in your life because you cannot keep doing what you've been doing for the first four chapters of this fic. Because you're, it's killing you. Like you're literally, you're, you're to the point of exhaustion. Like it's, he has to do something else. Something has to change. Something has to give. I also like the end of this where he's already kind of, his mind's already made up. Even yes. through all of this kind of back and forth, he knows he knows where his brain or he already knows what his decision is. He's gonna he's gonna let Blaine in. Um because that, right, he's that's already not, designing his costume. Yep. He's already designing the costume. But it's like the stuff in parentheses was the oh I can't do this again. I can't do this. But the stuff that is his normal, you know, thought process is the I don't want to die alone. I have to let somebody in. You know, he wants to help people and be a hero. Right. You know. Um, don't you okay. He could be in this city he could be the city's white knight white knight and you'll all be the ghost, or he could kill you and everyone could care about. But like it, what is the exact relationship between paranoia and bravery? What exactly is the relationship between trust and the truth? And he's just, you know, doing that, but then yeah, he's already thinking of how can I dress this guy? Right. And he would make a wonderful model. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's so funny. Uh, this is okay. There's a joke in here um, that I like. I get it, but it's also kind of funny because I don't know if if range. Obviously, range does not read the Avengers. Um, he, so he's thinking about at the very end about designing Blaine's costume, and he says he's not going to invent a hero called the Wasp. Now right. <laughs> it's a joke because you know wasp is what is it white and white Anglo-Saxon people I think <laughs> I thought it was Protestant oh Protestant yeah you're right Protestant. Protestant. so it's a joke and Blaine's middle class America joke but it cracks me up just because you know wasp is a an actual superhero and right. one of the founding members of the Avengers. Um, and the wasp is, you know, antagonist in the in the movie is the ghost. Really? Um, yeah. Haven't you seen Ant Man and the Wasp? Yeah, but it's been a while. Yeah, the the villain is the ghost. Um. Anyway, it just made me laugh because I'm like, oh, the, I mean, for all of the little like superhero things she gets right, um, and not that this is wrong or anything, but just that she makes this joke and it's. Just hilariously. Um, it, it, not that it's wrong or anything. It's just funny to me because it's... Like, it's, it's almost accidental. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's accidental. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's accidental. And, and and it's like, yeah, I don't know. It just made me laugh because I'm like, but there is a hero called the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she reads more DC. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. So, we get Blaine going back to... Um, his, his, he goes back and picks up boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coach is like, "Really, you're gonna box?" <laughs> right? This like uh, a hobby for you? <laughs> <laughs> so it cracks me up. Um, he gets home and there's the um, the the fan ghost called Super Ghost Girl has written a particularly awful. Girl. Super go- sugar, sugar ghost girl. girl. It's actually sugar. <laughs> I think it's it, actually supposed to be sugar. It is supposed to be sugar because her dad's part of the plot, I think. Yeah. Anyway, it is actually sugar. She's written a particularly awful, thinly veiled self-insert fic featuring a female version of the ghost called Ghostette. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's take a second to talk about that just because that's such a fan of me thing. Yes. Like, you know, you get these people and self-insert fix. Apparently, self-insert fix. Did you learn these things? I did not know this until recently, and maybe I'm just because I'm, I'm an old fart. But, like, you write these fix, and they're, like, you or the character. Yeah. And yes. Okay, so my so my friends know that I, like like read fan fiction or whatever. They, they know mm-hmm. this. So one time, one of my good friends was like, Oh my gosh, I started reading fan fiction. I'm like, you did? What are you reading? And she's like, um, supernatural stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. What, like, what's some stuff that you've been reading? She's like, well, mostly I read, like, this person, like, is having sex with 
um, Dean, and I'm like, wait, you're reading self-insert? And she goes, yeah, that. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I just can't even imagine that. But it's a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, no no shame if you, no if you shame. are into that. Like, no shame at all. Go for it. Um, there, you know, it's a thing. It's a, it's you know, a thing. Go. I just think it's um, like the ghost that thing is funny because it's just, you know, we've all had run-ins with, you know, usually it's teenagers um, mm-hmm. who are a little bit younger who are like, I'm going to write this really bad fic. I just think it's funny because it actually ends up being sugar. That's <laughs> 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 and she's ghosted and i you know i like what blaine says it blaine leaves it to the rest of the internet to dismantle there's no point in being rude it won't improve his life or hers like, right it's such a blaine thing to say <laughs> but it's also such an internet thing you're like yeah they're gonna tear that one apart um yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so just fandom shenanigans and that's another reason why i just love this fic is that you know uh, uh, again a published novel probably would not be going into hijinks of you know actual fandom um in quite this way so anyway instead he decides to go upstairs and onto the roof so they must have a top floor i don't understand yeah i always understand like i always kind of um kind of thought like you know i don't know if you've ever seen the movie um what's your number with chris evans and anna ferris no, I don't like Chris Evans. I'm kidding. <gasps> I'm no, kidding. kidding. I know you're kidding. I know you're kidding. Um, anyway, they ha- they like are in this apartment building, and they're not technically on the roof, but there is a roof area, and there's like a couch and stuff up there. So I always kind of like when I see these scenes, I always picture that. Thing. Yeah, I always figured maybe they're out in you know one of the the one of the boroughs. Yeah. Um, because if you're in Manhattan, you're probably, if you're on the roof, you're freaking high up. Um, so no, Yeah, not necessarily, though. Like, if you're in Chelsea, you're probably not very high up. That's true. I don't know. I just... Or even Gramercy. That's not very high, either. Still seems high enough to me. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, this is another one of those times that it just, it feels kind of, it sounds kind of funny. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, they go out into the roof, and Cooper's there, and... Um, so, you know, Blaine, the one nice thing about Cooper in this, though, is that he does try to be brotherly, um, because as much as they start joking about, like, the hypotheticals, you know, like, it's just hypothetically about a guy, uh-huh. um, he does, you know, give good advice, and he does try to be supportive, and, um, right. yeah. In a way, the big brothers are. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we got a very small window into Cooper, and this is a very, um, you know, most of what we know about Cooper, we've created ourselves in thick. And this is exactly. a very good interpretation of him that I very much enjoy. I do, too, because it still retains the ridiculousness yeah. of the Cooper that we get in canon. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still pointing at things, and he's and still, like, you know, overly dramatic and all this kind of stuff. But you also can see a life where they were children together too. Exactly. Um, and I also like what he says here. Cause he's like, you know, about, you know, you know, being friends with like, basically Blade is like, well, you know, there's this guy and what if, you know, he just wants his space or something like that. Or, you know, you've said your feelings, but then what do you do after that? And Cooper smartly says, you know, you don't, you know, be there, be friendly, but don't ask for anything in return. If you actually, if they actually want to, they'll give it to you in any way. And if they don't, well, you really shouldn't be a friend to someone just to get a hypothetical, to get them to be your hypothetical friend, because that's why, why girls hate nice guys. Yep. And yeah, that's kind of hits the nail on the head. I mean, it's more of the coded, you know, stuff that Rain Joy does throughout the the two fix um it's give you life lessons as well as a story um which i'm okay with yeah i'm fine with it too there's a lot of really good messages it's a very comic book thing to do as well so i think it's i think i like it and and blaine kind of takes it in it's like yeah okay you know like yeah um so uh, the the important thing though is that um we get at the very very end of this scene though we see that ghosts have been watching this conversation. Which is a little creepy on the ghost point part as well. That's true. But it makes for some good story. Yep. So, 
Um, so yeah, we get, but the thing is we get ghost, you know, ghost is all in this panic mode and I'm surprised you hadn't done this earlier, but mm-hmm. goes and checks on Blaine. Blaine, uh, you know, basically says, okay, I want this guy to trust me. I really care for him. Like as an actual person, how can I get him to trust me? And, and listening to what Cooper says, which is good advice, and Blaine listening to that gives Kurt a little bit more reason to be okay with the situation. Right. So, and as we all know, Chapter 5 is going to, um, we won't spoil it, but let's say things speed up very quickly. Very, very, very quickly. <laughs> we're, oh about to, we're about to go super speed. <laughs> we're going to just skip over a lot of stuff. Yep. Which again, I'm also okay with. Yeah, I'm. You know, I. You know, I will say. You know, you get into chapter five, and it does kind of. They skip over all of the angsty. Will they? Won't they? Hook up. Yes. Like that was one thing when I first read this fic, I was really kind of shocked that she. You know, we get all the, these first four chapters that are very. You know. They meet and they start building this kind of you know, awkward friendship and they do a lot of character development and then they jump right into a relationship and it's not, we just jump right in. Like they head first. Let's do this kind of a jump. And despite a couple more awkward scenes, I think it works. I think that, you know, I mean, yeah, for TV, it's kind of fun to, to play out the whole, will they, won't they thing. Um, and so, that's why we got like 10 episodes of it on the show of will they won't there, you know, you don't want to, you know, hook them up right away. But for a book, it's kind of refreshing because fanfic can be tiring if you're going to like yeah. drag it out, you know, there's slow burn and then there's slow death. Like yeah. it's time, we got to speed it up a little bit, yeah. but also that's not the story she's telling. Like no. the story she's telling they're together and it's how they're fighting or how they're managing this as a couple exactly like theoretically i mean she needs to have them apart from the beginning to create some of the tension but also to to explore the worlds that they're into i think it's a great way to show off the exposition correct so but the story that she's telling is them being a couple and figuring this out together exactly them becoming a couple as they do their superheroes I mean, big giant spoiler alert, they don't break up and from no. now all the way to the end of gray. They do um, not. There's up. a lot of hard parts in it. There's a lot of rough spots. There's a lot of things they are very bad at, just like canon. But, um, yeah, it's the story of the two of them being superheroes together. So. There aren't even really any separations, are they? Are there? Uh, gray is the, probably stretches it a bit. There's some times when... right. That's kind of the chapter. I'm. It, there's not a whole lot. It's mostly about, you know, it's mostly about turning this corner um, uh-huh. of, you know, the Blaine is accidentally stumbled into Kurt's life. Kurt making this decision. Okay, I'm going to keep this guy in my life, mm-hmm. and then I'm starting to figure out, you know, now that they are in each other's orbits, what's going to happen after that? And right. then chapter five kind of kicks off. Really kind of kicks off the rest of the story. Like yep. so. So yep. yeah. But and anything that you wanted to say or wanted to go over? Or? Um, not that I wanted to add. I think we pretty much went over everything uh, that I was thinking about. I couldn't remember if Sugar Ghost Girl was actually Sugar, so I'm glad you said that it is because I couldn't remember. Yeah, because um, like because her dad plays a part in the ending when the <laughs> actual plot picks up, but right. um so, so yeah, that's chapter four. Um, if you have any questions or if you guys want to discuss anything that we talked about here or anything that related to the first three chapters, um, I will say we won't talk about anything past what we've done. Right. Um, so we'll try and keep it, you know, chapters one through four for right now. Uh, give us and drop us an email or whatever. Let us know. Um, and we'd love to hear from you because we had a lot of fun answering these couple of questions. And uh, um, come follow us on Twitter and, um, like, seriously, just come talk to me. I'm there most days, so. It'll be great. It's fun. It'll be awesome. Um, I hope you guys have a great night, and we'll see you soon. Bye. But it's too late, baby, now it's too late. Once in your life, you're fine.
but now they're okay. Only me or oh my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Laura. And.